This is Harry Hog Football. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Redskins and the Jets. And boy, did we pull off a close one. We talk about the upcoming game with the division rival Eagles. This and much more. Live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? Hail Victory. Hail, we almost lost Victory. <laughs> dudes, dudes out there, a W is a W, scoreboard. W is a W. And to our, to our buddy Joe England out there, uh, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Suck. <laughs> and uh, we'd like to welcome everyone to the 102nd episode of Harry Hogg. Football. You know, Jets spelled backwards is stench. Uh, thanks. What'd you say, stench? <laughs> I said stench. That's what it smells like over at the Meadowlands. There is a big stench out that way. There, that is true. Out in the meadows of North Jersey. <laughs> Could it but possibly? seriously, man, what a nail biter! I know, dudes. When you guys were watching that game, were you kind of like? mad that the Redskins were playing all crappy, only to look at the stats at the end and see that they had, like, one of the best running games in a long time. Dude, Clinton Portis had a huge game. Look at that game for Clinton Portis. But, Aaron, we were talking about this. What? That thing was kind of surprising. It didn't seem like he ran for that many yards. Well, that's what we were talking about before. It was like, when when did he run 196 yards? And I think Aaron came up with the theory, and I, I think I agree with it, that uh, we scored five field goals. <clears throat> and if half of those had been touchdowns, it would have probably been more yards for Clinton Porters and more touchdowns, almost certainly. And, you know, you, you can run your tail off, but when you only have five field goals, you feel like you've kind of had a futilely, an offensively futile day. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Dude, mm-hmm. it, yeah, Clint, but Clint it, it, Sean Swisham. How about Sean, Sean Swisham? Dude, what I was gonna say is, man, <clears throat> like what back to what John was just saying about the the futile day. If those five field goals would have been touchdowns, they would have been uh, what forty-two to seven or to twenty. <laughs> yeah, forty-two to twenty. Yeah, dude, yeah, I mean, forty-two to twenty. So why weren't they touchdowns? That's the question. That's a good question. Why are we getting inside the 20? Why don't any of the wide receivers have touchdowns? Exactly. Santana Moss is nagging injuries. Antoine randall has got nagging injuries. Well, let's explore that. Lloyd is fifth on the depth chart. Is he still on the depth chart? (laughs) (laughs) He should be cut. It sounded near the end of that. It sounded like some guy went, run away. Somebody said, get out of here. <laughs> Dude, let's, let's, ex- right. let's explore why the Redskins receivers don't have any touchdowns. I've got a couple theories. A, is Jason Campbell afraid to throw it down the field, kind of like Brunel got afraid to throw it down the field? And before that, Patrick Ramsey was just always afraid because he was getting hit on every play. Is it the injuries? to the receivers that they're not getting open? Or are the plays just not being called down the field? That's a good question. 
That is a good question. Or three good questions. Yeah, think about it that way. <clears throat> you know, he... I don't know. It's really frustrating to watch because when you have talents like Antoine Randall who you know who can play, but is definitely, I mean, I think obviously limited by an injury right now. Um, Santana Moss, same kind of thing. It's it's just frustrating because even if they do dial up the late plays, who are you throwing? They, they can't seem to get open. And the very rare time someone does get open, the ball doesn't seem to be in the right spot. Yeah. Or it's like James Thrash down there, and you're like, what is James Thrash doing around a 50-yard pass pattern? But you know what's good is at least our um, our wide receivers aren't, you know, complaining about that, the fact, you know, that if they do get open, that but where's the ball? they're not getting the damn ball. Yeah. You, you know, um, I was listening to uh, – Aaron's the one that usually says this, but I was listening to – what is it, the Afternoon Blitz, Aaron, on Sirius? Mm-hmm. Don't you always listen to it? Anyway, they were talking about these whiny wide receivers who, uh, you know, just they think, I get downfield and get up, and they turn around and they expect the ball to be there. But what they're not taking into consideration is what's going on at the line of scrimmage. Not only does, you know, the quarterback have to take a snap, you know, rely on the, uh, the line to protect him, you know, <laughs> then be able to look downfield and look long enough to actually see a wide receiver get open. I mean, it's uh, it's not just – well, you know, <laughs> the ball's going to be there all the time. And, and it's good that at least our guys, um, except for maybe one, doesn't want to complain about that kind of stuff. Yeah, but does he really count at this point? Uh, what is he, number 18 in the depth chart? I yeah, think he's Aaron 85 and I, I think we, in the depth We've all chart. been talking about this. <laughs> Uh-oh, dude. Avoid. Cut Avoid. Alarm. It's a cut alarm. <laughs> I think that might need to be our avoid the Lloyd noise from now on. Yes. Anyway. Um, every time we yeah. bring him up. Anyway, who cares? I'm sure we're, he was inactive for the last game, and I think, Aaron, you posted, when has he ever been active? Mm. Well, he had two catches for 14 yards this year, so he's been he's been earning that $5 million. I don't know what you're complaining about. Wait, 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 wait. How many catches? He's got two catches for 14 yards this season. Wait, how many catches? He's got two catches for 14 yards this season. <laughs> those, are, those are two two-and-a-half million-dollar catches at this exactly. point. <laughs> That's quality. Uh, yeah. You know, we were talking about that being the – how did we get on this this avoid the Lloyd topic so quick? I don't know. But, well, I think, uh, I think the, this week it's very obvious that, uh, you know, the ground game seems to be in good shape. Quentin Fortis is showing up as a choo-choo – a new character this week, and he ran for a, a buttload of yards um, last game. I believe it was a uh, he had a, what did he have? He had 196 yards. Mm-hmm. So it looks like the running game might be in pretty good shape, albeit against a one and sixteen. Right. But the passing game is just in shambles right now. Yeah. But why don't we why don't we go back and focus on the uh, positives for this game? Sure. Yeah. And now the coveted and ever elusive. Game Ball Awards. All right, so Game Ball Awards. There's, there's a few candidates in this game. You know, we only scored 23 points, but there's a few candidates in this game who had a strong, strong showing. There's a lot and, more uh, candidates than the week before, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> one would be more candidates than the week before. <laughs> um, but let's see. Um, 
you know, I'm going to go with one of the obvious ones, and I'm not a huge fan of him still, partially because he played for the Cowboys before, but Sean Sweezum had a solid game, five for five. 40-yard field goals. All and, of them were 40 yards or longer. And don't, no, that's not don't forget, dude, the onside kick. And the onside kick, which apparently the coach, um, special teams coach, found. <clears throat> he saw something in the film during the week, and uh, they just tried to, decided to try to exploit that. And I thought it was interesting because watching college football on Saturday, there were a couple of teams that did the same thing. So it's kind of, you know, things plays like this kind of go up and down in waves. It was kind of a popular play to watch over the weekend. It was nice to see an NFL team do it. Because, you know, you see a lot more of that stuff in college all the time. When's the last time you saw the Redskins do that when they didn't have to? Yeah, I was about to say, when was the last time you ever saw the Redskins do something like that? I mean, that that a Joe Gibbs team doing an onside kick in the middle of the game just because they wanted to try it? Right. Lord. So, you know, Sweden had a really solid game, so that was good. It was nice to see him getting back on track after – going, you know, like one for two over the last few games right. yep. per game. Solid. I agree with that. I agree with that. Hmm. I can agree uh, with that, too, but I'm going to have to go with uh, Clinton Portis. Well, that's what, yeah. Well, that, that's what I was going to do, too. So, tell you what, I'll be split down the middle. I'll go with Swisham and, and Portis. The reason why I can't pick Swisham over <laughs> Portis is because of that first kick. It. No, because of that first oh. kick that got returned for a touchdown. It was really short. It was really short. And then the very next one that he did after that touchdown was returned, he put in the end zone. Why can't he put them all in the end zone? Yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, is he saving his leg for that last 46-yarder? I don't know, but if he was, I'm glad he did because he barely yeah, made it. Yeah, because he barely got it over. It, 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 you know, it shaved the hair off that cross, off the, uh, off the post right down the middle. Mm-hmm. And we got lucky, man. The defense, like, clamped down after that gadget play in overtime. That yep. first play of overtime, I was like, crap, that's pretty much it right there. They yeah, I think I think pretty much every Redskins fan watching it was almost writing off the game at that point. It's like, great, they're almost in field goal range already. But and, they stepped up and took care of it. Well, yeah, but then we also, if you remember, after that play, we got some luck on that third down where their dude just dropped it. He would have had a first. Yeah. In field goal range, so we got some luck involved with this too. We did. Uh, it was nice to have that. But anyway, so yeah, I'm going to go with Clinton Porter's. Josh is going to go with. Uh, I was what? actually going to. I was going to go with Clinton Porter's, and only because of you know, like you said, John, Sean Sweezum being the sort of obvious choice because he did have 15 of our points. <laughs> Clinton Porter's. That was his biggest day as a Redskin, as far as yards go. Isn't How many points did Portis put on the board? Portis? He got six. a touchdown. Yeah, he had six. So he had six. Mm-hmm. And then and Randall, Randall L. L took the, uh, took the two-point yeah. conversion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Randall L. gets a shout-out for that because that was a hell of a catch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Chris Cooley gets a shout-out for a couple third downs that he converted that were huge. Yeah, he did convert a couple of really big third downs. He showed up pretty well. Um, at the beginning and at the end on the passing game. But he's out there. He's out there blocking and everything and, and, and taking up space. So mm-hmm. he, a solid draft pick right there. Definitely worth trading up to get him. But, you know, we say that all the time. <laughs> all right. With that being said, dudes, <clears throat> it's time for – it's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. <laughs> All right, dudes. 
my kick in the balls award is going to go to none other than I num- know number 30. <laughs> rookie from LSU. LaRon. LaRon Landry. 10 minutes late hit Landry. Hey, you know? Dude, seriously. I, I'm sick <laughs> of all these penalties after a stop on third down that give the other team first down. This is like four and two weeks or three weeks. Bonehead penalties. Taunting. <laughs> why, why do you have hitting to pile the quarterback in the head late? Taunting. Yeah, that was London Fletcher. He said he was yeah, trying to pump just, up the just crowd. The whole team, man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you remember, going at the beginning part of this season, it was like, oh, London Fletcher is going to be a great, you know. And, and he is. He's a great player. He's a great addition to the team. Um, and they talked about you know, how he's such a team leader. It seems like as the season has gone on, the defense has gotten just a little bit out of control. You know, and we've seen it in we've seen it in the past, you know, with, with Sean Taylor. I mean, maybe Sean Taylor, who seems to have calmed down quite a bit, needs to go over to LeBron Landry and say, dude, Chill out. Yeah, and you know, I think you did because I think at this point, last or if you think about Leron Landry and how many starts he's had compared to Sean Taylor and how many starts, you know, a comparable amount of starts in his uh, first or maybe second season, depending on exactly which game he started. I can't remember offhand. Right. But uh, Sean Taylor was much more likely to make a bonehead late hit or oh, yeah. get out of bounds or something like that. I think this is the first one for Landry. It might be the second, but I think it's the first. Yeah. And, and you know, other than that, he had some great plays. He picked up that fumble and ran it around a huge, huge turnover at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can't take like two extra steps and, and peg the quarterback in the head. That was kind of a bonehead thing. But you know what? I, I, that's the kind of play as boneheaded as it was. And it, I hate it for being on third down. But sometimes those are the kind of hits that defensive coordinators, they want to see. You know, and he got fined for that hit too because it was helmet. I think it was because it was helmet to helmet. But you know, defensive coordinators sometimes they want to see players do stuff like that. It's like we'll take care of the fine. You take care of uh, giving the quarterback a message, type of yep. thing. Now whether that was what was going on or not, I don't know. But uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. But it is. It's, it's it's not like he's done that every game. But Aaron does have a very valid point that we seem to really have bonehead third down. We make a play on third down, and then someone has a really dumb bonehead play to get a personal foul and, and move the chain. And be, dude, so. before we get off the defense here, I wanted to bring up that ever since it worked in the game against the Lions, where the Redskins did not bring any pressure, they've been doing that for every game. They did it against the Cardinals and almost lost. They did it against the Patriots, and, well, I don't even have to talk about it. And they did it this week in the first half. But notice in the second half, they started sending pressure and they started actually stopping someone besides the Lions. Did you notice that, John, or is it just me? I did notice that. I think that's a very valid point that that, that uh, WG there has not been sending any kind of pressure whatsoever other than the front four. And he started sending some massive blitzes. And it seemed to really make a difference. In the now, whether he's half, trying to yeah. do that against, you know, the, the crappy quarterbacks like Kellen Clemens. Who, um, and who? and John Kitna, who you know, I mean, we all know John Kitna and his track record. He's decent. He kind of reminds me of Patrick Ramsey, actually. Um, 
you know, whether whether that's what he wants to do is go against the weaker ones with the blitz and kind of hold back on the stronger ones like Tom Brady. I get, you know, maybe that's his philosophy on it, but yeah, obviously it didn't work. Right. But speaking of you know, speaking he's of doing something he didn't do last year, and that is he's cha- he actually will change things on the fly. And last year he was just stubborn, would not change his game plan. You, you know, so at least there's that. No, I think. And, Dude, I think Joe Gibbs might have went over to him and been like, "Dude, you got to send some pressure." Maybe it's not I working. So. I it worked so. against the Lions, and that was four games ago. Come on, dude. So anyway. I think. Well, I think we obviously did see a return to the ground game and all this stuff. But anyway, we need to get back to finishing our kicks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's move Before on, John. Who, kicks. Who's your kick going to? My kick is going to go to. Uh, can I give it to Brandon Lloyd since he was inactive? Is that fair? Sure. Yeah, sure? that's fair. Yeah, sure, because he sucks. Um, avoid at all costs. Two and a half million dollars a catch. A waste of local time on the airways in the local Washington area. Blah, 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 blah. I don't even want to talk about Avoid! Avoid the Lord. He gets my kick. I mean, Avoid even Cardell has Royd. twice as many catches as him. Avoid the Lloyd's Royd. I mean, how can since we're back on that, I was going to come back to that a little bit later, but you know, since we're here in the kicks, I mean, how can you miss a meeting? How how can you get paid five million dollars a year and miss a meeting? Did he oversleep? That was probably Did like a car 200... breakdown. That was probably was like he call up and say, "Yo, my car is broken down. Can he someone pick me up? Sorry, I'm late." He was he busy separating his egg whites from his yolks? <laughs> Dude, that was probably like a $250,000 meeting he missed. Seriously. <laughs> yes, he's like, he still gets he's like chilling out by the pool, like going, yeah, I'm missing a $250,000 meeting. <laughs> still making that money. Oh, yeah. I only have one I had word a friend for of mine back in elementary school, and when, we saw, when stuff like that came around, we would call that homeless money. Because mm-hmm. rather than spend $5 million on him, you might as well give it to the homeless. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, think yeah. about <laughs> think about how many things that that money could pay for. Mm-hmm. Do some Absolutely. good in this world. How, how glad do you think Daryl Green would be? You know, Daryl Green of the Washington Redskins here to talk to you about the United Way if he got five million dollars a year from Brandon Lloyd or from the Redskins just because. Mm-hmm. They should calculate these guys' salaries into catches and minutes and hours. And basically, if they miss a meeting and it was a two-hour meeting, that's worth so many thousand dollars, they have to give that to charity. If they drop a catch when they should have caught it, it's kind of like an error in baseball. I mean, if they drop a catch when they should have caught it, that's a $50,000 catch that you just dropped. I mean, it gives them a little more incentive. You know, they're playing for more than just a team. They're playing like, man, i got to pull that thing in. Yeah. Yeah, and they, a lot of teams, if not all teams, do lower, you know, lower dollar amounts, but they do stuff like that in their locker rooms and everything. They have fines for drop catches and stupid plays like that, but it's usually like fifty bucks or five hundred bucks or something like that. Mm. You know, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you're thinking performance based, paid by the hour. Serious? Hey, dude, I think if they did that, there would be some like hard feelings on the team, like. That wasn't my fault. Jason Campbell threw it a little too far. Like he's no, already he's said. Got he's obviously. the one that's like lose $25,000. I that know. And then you'll get guys like, man, why did I get fined when you threw it bad and stuff like that? 
Yeah, yeah. But no, I'm talking about, you know, if it hits you in the hands or if it hits you in the numbers, then you obviously should have caught it. Not like you got to leap eight feet and dive over somebody's helmet to catch it. You know well, what you I mean? Know, you know Brandon Lloyd. He's always going to have an excuse, and then he'll just say that whoever find him was gay. So, I mean. Then he should, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, then he should go to Dallas and do that. Anyway, Josh, who's your kick going to? Yeah, let's wrap this part up, yeah. My kick is going to none other than Derek Dockery. Oh, wait, wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute, sorry. Stefan Um, (laughs) here. You know, and thinking about it, it it was tough for me this week. I was traveling, so I was listening to the game on – on Triple uh, X ESPN Radio because that's the only place I can get it. But uh, you know, so it's tough to give a kick when you're not actually seeing people because a lot of times, you know, I'll watch the D or I'll watch the line or I'll watch, you know, I'll pick out something individual that somebody did and say, "Man, why are they doing that?" You know, they're getting they're getting burnt every time or they're getting you know they can't block worth crap today. Um, so it's kind of tough, but uh, you know, really in thinking about it. I just kind of got to give a kick to, I don't know if it's, if it's the trainers, if something's being wrong and going wrong in the warmups or the training or, or what's happening physically, but we've got Larry. this whole rash of injuries lately, all these hamstring injuries and pulled groins and <laughs> it's Larry. <laughs> Larry's pulling the groins, man. <laughs> Larry. Larry. <laughs> but. It's Daryl Pounds. <laughs> it's the groin, man. It's Daryl Pounds. Um, anyway. So who are you giving the kick to then, Bubba Tire? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know who to give it to is what I'm saying, but I'm just kicking the whole injury situation, I this guess. This kick because... goes to Bubba Tire. <laughs> <laughs> That's Bubba Tire in the greater Washington, D.C. area. <laughs> Dude, when Bubba you know Tire what, you know finally what? retires, that's he should open a tire shop. It, Josh. I'm sorry. What's Aaron, that? Go ahead. I said when Bubba Tire retires from the Redskins, he should open a tire shop called Bubba Tire. <laughs> that's what I was saying, dude. Bubba Tire opens Bubba Tire in the greater Washington, D.C. area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I'll listen to you guys' kicks. Obviously, the, the LeRon Landry thing, I thought about that because, you know, there was a big deal made about that. And, um, and, and just listening to – uh <laughs> to Sonny and Sam and, and, and what they were saying about all of that. But uh, there was an article about that this week. I saw it online. It was talking, Joe yeah. Gibbs was addressing the in- injuries and he started six initiatives at Redskins Park to try to figure out what's going wrong with the injuries. And they brought in some ex- expert on hamstrings to talk to them about what they can do to stop it and stuff like that. Yeah. And the dude, the series was just like, I don't know. Hamstrings are tricky. Hey, like Bubba Tire was man. like Bubba Tire was like he didn't have all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was just like damn expert bringing in the stupid damn expert, you know, fill in a lot more expletives probably. Did he come in? Was was he like, hi y'all? I'm the resident hamstring expert here in Washington D.C. and I'm here to talk to y'all about them hammies. Seriously, I mean, what? and then he's How like, you... "That'll be two million dollars." Yeah, right. How much did the Danny pay him to come and be like, "I don't know." <laughs> Those things. Are How tricky. about them Cowboys? 
Hi, y'all. I'm a resident of Washington, D.C., hamstring expert. Come around here Christmas time. It's time to go and get your hamstring baked hams. That's right. You can get them spiral sliced or stretched. What we do is we basically take a ham, we wrap a big string around it, and we slice it up good and tasty. Boy, I love those tender hammies. Oh, man, them tender hammies. You know, they're not so great for football players on the field, but they tasty on the table. Mm-hmm. You need a ham this, this Christmas time or holiday of your choice? You know, come on down to Honey Baked Ham. Oh, did I say that? I meant Hammy Baked Ham. In the greater Washington, D.C. area, Virginia and Maryland, get your hamstring hams. Mm-hmm. Outstanding, dude. Outstanding. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Dude, stop that music, man. What the hell is going on? You're driving me insane, man. Oh. Uh, anyway, that leads us right into the Eagles, man. The Eagles? I hate the Eagles, man. What is that? I hate the freaking Eagles, man. You know, the Eagles just put out a new album, the first studio album in uh, 20 years. I really they don't did. care. But you know what I do care about is the fact of how huge this game is coming up. This game counts twice, man. We've already had one game that, that's counts twice this year that we won, one game that counts twice that we lost. So that makes us two and two, the games that count twice. <laughs> and we got three and five Eagles. It out. We got the three and five Eagles traveling. Washington for the five and three Redskins. Incidentally, in case you guys hadn't noticed, we've already tied the amount of victories that we had last year. Five and three. We only won five damn games last year. Five. That's dude, what's crazy. that noise, man? That's the Eagles flying to Washington. They're um, not gonna fly, dude. They're gonna take the team bus. <laughs> <laughs> suck, Eagles suck. Bye, Eagles. Bye. Yeah. Well, you know, you can't you can't put down the Eagles too much, you know, and say sure. that they're going to be an easy team to beat or anything like that. Even though they were, you know, what what was it, Aaron? Eight point favorites the first time this year, and the Redskins beat them. Yeah, and as an Eagles fan once told me, man, they're le- living in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they all almost went to jail that day. Yeah, they were uh, they were eight point favorites, and now they are three point underdogs. Last time I checked, coming into Washington. Yeah, and you know, Brian Westbrook is you know he's he's kind of battling a little bit of injury, and and Donovan McNabb is kind of coming back still from that knee. Um, I mean, they're always a threat to bust it open and win a game, but. You know, they're definitely not in their heyday like they were a couple of or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a team that the Redskins could overlook, but I have a feeling the way they're playing right now, they're, I, I have a feeling it's going to be a strong victory. I don't think it's going to be by a lot of points, but I think the Redskins are going to dominate this game. Yeah. And the only thing they really, really have to worry about, I mean, even 
they've been able to control McNabb pretty well the last couple of years. It's it's Brian Westbrook. Yeah, he's been is, tearing us up. He's like the new Tiki Barber, man. He's like the new Tiki Barber, who who is the new Emmett Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, there's always one running back in the division that always just whoops up on us. Yeah, we need so, to key on him, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I mean, and and the thing with him is that he's a pass catching uh, threat as well. Get him out in the flat and and throw him the ball and get him some blockers. But you know, this is not the Eagles. Like I said, this is not the Eagles from a couple of years ago or a few years ago. They're hurting pretty bad. They just put another player, I think, on the defense on injured reserve today. But they did so, get Brian Dawkins back. They did, but, you know, again, he, he might be the best player on their defense. And then, but they said that last week he only had two tackles when he came back. So Yeah, and, and you know, they used to always have that wicked secondary recently, and they, they don't have that anymore. There, there's, there's holes all over the place. So if the Redskins can play solid Redskins, run the ball, and just beat the crap out of the Eagles football, I expect not a huge margin of victory, but I think it's going to be a solid victory, even if it's only by, you know, like four points, like, you know, 21 to 17 or something like that. I have a feeling at the end of that game we're going to be like, yeah, the Redskins played well today. I feel good about the team. Dude, I hope so because, I mean, it doesn't get any easier. We need this win because then we got Dallas and then we got, what, the Bucks in Tampa? Uh yeah, we're going to Dallas and then to Tampa Bay. I mean, this is this is the only home game out of out of five games, starting with the uh, the uh, let's say it debacle in New England. Yeah, and then we got, and then after that, we've got um, the uh, Giants, don't we? Uh, we no, not yet. We've got a couple of home games against the northern teams. Buffalo and Chicago are coming to town, oh, um, and then we go to New York to the Meadowlands again. We go to Minnesota, but it's in a dome, and then Dallas comes to town for the finale. Yeah, it's going to be a tough half, second half of the season. We need this game. Yeah, this is a huge game. Huge. Totally. And then after this, we'll be talking about Dallas Week. Dallas. And Larry. But, yeah, this game, you know. <laughs> How about the Cowboys? So, anyway, dudes, I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard from Tom, and I think it's probably a little too late to call him for the trivia this week. What do you guys think? He is a family man, after all. It might be a little bit late. So we'll get Tom's trivia on here last week. I haven't heard from Tom this week, and uh, we're still ironing out everything on him doing the trivia on the podcast. So yeah, let I think yeah, let's just carry it over till next week. And speaking of, oh, dude, you guys hear that knock at the studio door? Who yeah. could that be? Hold on, let me open the door here. Let me open the door. Hey, Sergeant Johns, what's up? Sergeant Johns. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Sergeant Johns from the United States Marine Corps, Marine Corps Reserve. How you doing, Sergeant John? We already told you about, uh, you know, 12 years ago that we weren't going to join the Marine Corps, so what's going on? Yeah, man. Well, I heard y'all Redskins fans out there need a little help. You had somebody on the team that we might could uh, help do some turnaround time for in the Marine Corps, Marine Corps Reserve. On the Redskins? On the Redskins. Hmm, who would that be? Hmm. Oh, you might mean Brandon Lloyd, don't you, Sergeant Johns? That's right, that's right. None other than avoid the Lloyd, that's what you call him. Here at the Marine Corps, Marine Corps Reserve, we think we can give him a hand. <laughs> so, uh, you really think you can help avoid the Lloyd? He, he misses team meetings, he uh, makes two catches a season. Uh, what's he going to do for the uh, Marine Corps? 
I was thinking of our country. What could yeah. you possibly do for the Marine Corps? Marine Corps Reserve. Well, he's built like a tank, and uh, you know he's bulked up. He's got about ten extra pounds on him. We'll take some of that off. We'll strip him down. Get his real manhood. We'll pay him about uh, $20,000. Anytime he drops a bullet, we'll charge him. We'll fine him for it. How much will you fine him? He's used to being getting fines, you know, however much he got fined for missing the team meeting. But what happens if he misses a a uh, meeting down there in the uh, Marine Corps? He'll be doing PT for days. PT for days. Sounds good. Where can where That's can right. we sign Brandon Lloyd up, Sergeant Johns? Well, you can go up to the United States Marine Corps Marine Corps Reserve. You can go online to the United States Marine Corps Marine Corps Reserve. You can what about the office you work at? Lloyd. We'll feed him more than just egg whites. He's going to eat slop and like it. <laughs> <laughs> so does, does Sergeant the... Johns, Sergeant Johns, we haven't seen you in a while. Are you still working at the same office up there? Which office are you referring to there, son? Oh, uh, the one up there in Times Square. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. We're there. you got me, Sergeant Johns. You've also got uh, uh, Sergeant Willis. He's there as well. Uh, either of us can help you out. I'm a little excited today because I'm a, uh, I haven't been on the air in a long time, but I do stand out in Times Square, and I get a lot of people a lot of a lot of crap about joining the United States Marine Corps Reserve. And uh, one of those people we can help today would be a Washington Redskin named Brandon Lloyd, and I hope we can get him in. Well, i got to say, uh, on behalf of Harry Hog Football, I think I speak for all of us that uh, – we hope you get them too. Yeah, so do I. You guys don't maybe, accept applications, though, do you, Sergeant Johns? Applications? You need to join the Marine Corps? Well, he needs to volunteer, boy. Uh, I thought the saying was the Marine Corps doesn't accept applications. They only accept commitments. Well, if he's not committed, we certainly will make him committed. <laughs> All right, Sergeant Johns. Thanks for, as always, thanks for stopping by, Sergeant Johns, and we'll talk to you next time. And in the meantime, hopefully, we'll get Brandon Lloyd to sign up. That'd be great. Let's good talking to you, fellas. Stay true. God bless America. God bless America, Sergeant Johns. Take it easy. God bless America. Anyway, dudes. Um, man, I haven't heard from Sergeant Johns in years. I haven't either. It's been a long man. time. See, Remember that time he called our friend Candace? That's right. I'll never actually, forget that. I remember we talked to him, and he, we actually had him send something to our brother, Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Wait, perhaps Brandon Lloyd might have another, you know, second chance at a career. Maybe they'll let him do, like, the Marine Corps rap or something. <laughs> I don't know, but, um, John, you know what time <laughs> it is. You know what time it is. This week's random redskin of the week went to the University of Southwestern Louisiana, where he played quarterback for the Washington Redskins. He played running back, kick returner, punt returner, occasional quarterback, and any other position they could put him in. He played for the Redskins from 1990 through 1999 and retired as a Redskin in 2004. He is Brian Mitchell. Woohoo! Brian Mitchell rocks. I got his autographed picture on my wall in the Redskins room. He's the man because you know why I like Brian Mitchell so much? Because even though the Redskins, you know, kind of screwed him over and, and releasing him and everything, the whole Danny, one of the bad Danny moves, he came back to Washington. He's still active. He retired as a Redskin. He's still active in the community. He's around all the time. He lives in the area. 
And yet he is not afraid to go on any kind of newscast, radio cast, television, whatever it is, and badmouth whatever he wants. He does not care. Mm-hmm. He will just tell it as it is. And I have so much respect for him for that. Because yep. he's not trying to impress anyone. He doesn't need to impress anyone. You know, he's just he's doing his job, and he'll talk about football, and he'll say, yeah, the Redskins suck this week. Yeah, you're right about that. And you know what? I, I, I'm glad that there are people out there who are still independent that can do that. It's nice to hear. Absolutely. Yep. All right, dudes. Influence. We need to wrap this thing up. It's getting a little bit long here. So, yeah, so uh, real quick, since Aaron didn't send the thing that said plug ourselves this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> get on the website. Uh, get on the big chat. Get on the, the quick chat. Um Got a couple of new features. You know, we're still adding some stuff in. You'll see, uh, uh, what is it? What's the latest thing on there? Oh, you can see all the latest Redskins eBay listings right there on harryhawkfootball.com. So, uh, feel free to go to harryhawkfootball.com. Take a look out there. You might find Joe Salavea's socks. Send That's us right. an email, redskinsfan at harryhawkfootball.com. And that is H-A-R-R-Y hogfootball.com. Check out the Tom's Trivia section on harryhogfootball.com. Check out the Art the Art Monk campaign. Buy some buttons and shirts. Get them now. Get them now. And Um, and give us a call at 202-657-HAIL. Leave us a voicemail, and we'll try to get it on the podcast. And until then, we'll talk to you after the the win against Philadelphia this weekend. Man, I hope so. I hate the Eagles so much. Worst fans in professional sports. Mm Mm-hmm. And as always, if you see a Cowboys fan this week, especially after they lose to the Giants, Joko! Joko! Bye bye.